This episode is rated explicit and contains a candid and informative conversation about women's sexuality. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad that you're here. If you are feeling unsatisfied with your life and putting up with what does not serve you or burning up all your precious energy trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome, my friend. You're in the right place. We're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. Using masterful coaching and human design tools, I can help you fully embrace who you are at your core so that you can learn to love yourself a little bit more so you can love the life you already have. I have an amazing guest today. I have Linda Landon, and Linda is passionate about guiding couples, and Linda is passionate about guiding couples to reignite their intimacy and connection She introduces them to cutting-edge relationship technologies such as human design and the wellness sexuality practice, her signature program. It redefines Eros, a certified life and recovery human design specialist, deep coaching practitioner, and experienced seminar leader. She has published two books, The Power of Pause, Simple Meditations for Complicated Lives, and Ignite Your Vitality, using human design and is a contributing author author on the Amazon bestseller, Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing, 25 Ways to Transform Your Life Using Human Design. She is now writing her next book. Oh, I can't wait till it comes out for couples who have lost the spark of connection. Her Ignite Your Joy method integrates radical but practical tools for self-awareness, including human design and wellness sexuality practice to help people alchemize their particular life challenges into success beyond anything they have imagined. And you can follow Linda on Facebook and LinkedIn, and I'm going to be sure to put all of her details in today's show notes so that you can just click on the link and connect with Linda, follow Linda and get all of Linda's goodness. Welcome, Linda. It is such a pleasure to finally have you with us here today. Oh, Laura, it's really nice to meet you. And I've already enjoyed our little preliminary getting to know each other chat. <laughs> That's always one of my favorite parts. I love it. Yeah. Like, yeah what do you want to talk about? No. <laughs> so I wonder if you could, just so we can get to know you a little bit better, can you tell us kind of like who you are, where you are in the world and what you do, or maybe what you like to do for fun? Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. (laughs) Um, So I live in the mountains of Western North Carolina, and I moved here in, I'm thinking, when was that? October 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. And I left Los Angeles to be here, which I'm very happy about, even though Los Angeles was a great place for me to grow my business. My heart didn't belong there. So I'm in the mountains. I actually can look over my computer out the window and see mountains in the distance. And you can see trees behind me. And um, one of my passions, uh, one of my many passions is gardening. 
and I have not gardened for 25 years. And oh my gosh, this house had 10 raised beds. So I've been setting up a vegetable garden. I've got, I mean, I could spend my whole day gardening, but I also love my work. <laughs> um, and another one of my passions is expressive painting, where I just paint oh. what comes out of me. And I have my painting space set up right over there. So, um, yeah, I'm living in heaven now. Oh, beautiful. I really am. Beautiful. Yes, my um, fluid arch station is just set up over to my right as well. So we, it seems like we have quite a bit in common there. Yeah. I have to say is though um, I have two incredible fur babies who found me after I moved here. Oh, tell me about your fur babies. Who are your fur babies? Well, well, my fur babies actually... In the process of leaving Los Angeles, I lost my two kitties, oh. Sadie and Meeks. So they crossed over. Actually, Sadie drove cross country with me. Mm. She was arthritic and, you know, she was really at the end of the road, but she was determined. She crossed over, got here, spent a couple of days with me, crossed the country, and then she crossed over. Oh. And those two babies stayed in contact with me from the other side. So I'm just going to get woo right here, right now. Right on. And, and they told me how to find these little babies that they would enter back into. Oh my God. Oh, I got chills all the way up. Yeah, and down I my got arms chills. And my oh. oh my wow. gosh. Yes. So they told me it was going to be a feral mom. And mm. when the timing was right, I got a phone call from someone who rescues ferals and she had a litter and I found the kitties and there was a I brought them home and when it was time there was this thing that happened very spontaneously it was almost like a shamanic ritual but I didn't know I was just <laughs> singing and I felt those critters enter in so I have very magical kitties that's awesome. my kitty story. Kitty story. Wow. You never know what you're going to get when you ask a question. That is amazing. And yes, I know people. Um, I have people very close to me who are animal communicators. And and of course, we, you you and I could talk quite a bit about all of the healing modalities and, and energy work and light work that is available in the world today. But today we're going to talk about <laughs> sex. OK, but we Which love is, sex. Let's we, we like sex, to talk about it. And sex is a huge healing modality which oh. we are not we're not connecting with yeah. yeah yeah now before i drill i could ask 10 questions right there but what i want to do is maybe you can lead us gently into what drew you to helping couples with intimacy and sexuality and let's start with kind of the path into choosing that and um you know why sex linda so Everything that I bring to my clients is something that I have alchemized through myself, through my own life experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much an experiencer. So as, um, as a young adult, when I had sexual connections, particularly with men, because I'm bisexual, but with men, I loved intimacy. I love kissing. I love making out. But when it came to intercourse, my vagina would just shut down. It's oh. like, it was painful. Okay. Intercourse was painful. So I was diagnosed with something called vaginismus and I figured I was frigid mm. and I, you know, it was, it was pretty miserable. And then 
for almost 20 years, I was with women and there was more opening up, surrendering, softening, more juice. Like I, I experienced genuine turn on with women. And even there, I was still the one in control. Like I never completely surrendered into my, can I use the word pussy here? Yeah. And I never really surrendered into my pussy, my pleasure and let go and received. <sighs> so there was a period of time where I became, I, I didn't know I was choosing this for so long, but I chose celibacy and I went on this journey of sexual exploration and I studied Tantra and I got involved with something called one taste and orgasmic meditation. And my life radically changed. And I discovered Laura that I, and this was post menopause. I discovered that I have more juice and more turn on and more capacity to feel than I had ever known. And it was just, it was like a rocket ship took off inside of me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. So I am like, whoa, it's all here. So one of the messages that I want to bring to all my clients, because many of them are, are, you know, 40s and older, and some mm -hmm. of them are post-menopause. It, it's like, it's not over. It can be even better than it was before. So Along the way, through all this process, I was coaching and um, coaching individuals, but I found that the place where there's the most resonance and healing is working with couples because I get it. I understand I've been there and I've come through to the other side. And um, oh my gosh, I mean, there's so much to say here, but I, I, I do want to add that human design came on, you know, on board for me six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And that also opened up my understanding of my sexual energy. And it was like, it was like another piece of the puzzle that fell into place. So that's also become a really important part of my work with all my clients. And it's very important in the work with couples. So is that kind of answer your question it does like well boom <laughs> let's just talk about it so i yeah. um it's it what right. i'm hearing you say is that it opened this womb energy for you this the, the sacral energy the root energy the and and made a, a lot more possible for you than would have before and i think that this is a place this is an energy center in our body where we take that shit we don't want to deal with and we store it there. And I think it can create a lot of, of blocks and wounding and holding. And how do you step into healing with people in that area? Well, that's so interesting because you're talking human design with me and you just gave me an insight that I haven't quite gotten before. Okay. Um, so as a projector in yeah. the world of human design, my sacral center is open. Right. And, you know, we were talking about conditioning before the call mm -hmm. and, you know, I was conditioned by a mother who was very sexually repressed. She thought her genitals were ugly. Oh. And um, so I was conditioned with a lot of messages about genitalia, sexuality. Mm -hmm. I mean, masturbating was like, you didn't do that. You're going to you burn in hell, honey. <laughs> oh, and I wasn't even Catholic. And, yeah. and um, you didn't have sex until you got married. I mean, it was just, there was so much sexual repression that was conditioned into me. Yeah. So thank you for that insight, which I hadn't quite 
put together in that particular way. And one of the joys of being an open sacral being, so projectors and also reflectors and manifestors in the human Mm -hmm. design world are open sacral beings. We have the capacity to be incredibly fluid and versatile and, oh my gosh, um, shapeshifters sexually. So we, we don't get caught in particular patterns or ways or ways of being sexual. We can just we can just change from person to person, moment to moment. So there's a lot of access to a lot of juicy energy when you remove the conditioning. Oh, when you think about, oh, I love that. I did bells just went off in my head with that open sacral center. As with all of the centers, we take in energy and we amplify it. Oh yeah. How juicy is that? Okay. I have a defined sacral center and I'm humming along all the time. Whoa. So I'm good there, but it's like, when I think about, where I take in energy from the world and amplify it. Yeah. I don't know what that would feel like in a sacral center because it, I imagine it could be overwhelming. You want to speak to that for a minute? Well, like, it's funny because we're talking about it. I'm actually starting to feel a little warm down there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Activating the center. So what it looks like, and this is a really important piece for me to show couples. So yeah. if we have a, a, a couple and one has an open sacral and one has a defined sacral. Mm-hmm. The one with the defined sacral sometimes tends to have a more consistent way of enjoying or participating in sex. Right. And the open sacral being is really fluid. I mean, you know, in the kitchen, on the, in the back of the car, you know, first thing in the morning, whatever. And however, and, you know, let's try this and let's try that. So sometimes finding a way for them to come together around that is really Mm -hmm. important. So um, in my personal experience, you know, I did a lot of those years that I was celibate. I wasn't, I was celibate in that I wasn't in a monogamous relationship, but I was having a lot of sex positive play Mm. and I could be around people and my sexual energy would just turn on and just, it was hot. I was it was very hot. So, and when I'm, this is another thing about open sacral beings. When we're not around other people with defined sacrals, we don't really feel sexual. We don't really need sex. We can, we can do without it just fine. Thank you very much. But when we're around it and we're activated, watch out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is so much fun. We're going in a direction I hadn't even thought about. It's just so good. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's yeah. like a box of chocolates. I love chocolate. Um, but let's um, let's get into the practical just a little bit. When when we talk about sex and relationships and couples and intimacy, okay, this is what you're, this is your specialty. You're the guru. I want to see if we can narrow down, like, what are some of the common reasons people would come to you and how do you get started? Because not everybody is, ta- is comfortable saying, I want to talk about my pussy today. Let's talk about your penis. Let's like people aren't really comfortable. So uh, how are, no, we're, we're a little uptight in America more than other places. And what, how do people come to understanding how you can help them? What do they come to you with? And then what do you do? Kind of is what I'm looking for a little practical okay. how to's. So first of all, I think what you said is really important. I think it's harder for people and couples to talk about their sex life than anything. Like yeah. even money, even money. And that's pretty sacred. Yeah. So um, that's one of the reasons I'm writing this book. 
because it's a safe place where they can go and like crack it open and check it out and try some of the practices and learn a little bit about how to connect and a little bit about me mm-hmm. safely. Safety is huge. Oh, and yeah. they feel safety and they have a sense of trust. They might reach out to work with me privately. Yeah. Um, how have clients come to me? They've come to me because they already knew me. So it's all about what we were talking about earlier, like relationships. They know me. They trust me. Um, they know someone who's worked with me. And so it comes through referrals. Like, I don't think this is something that's would just go, you know, through Facebook marketing, but it, I think it's going to come through that. It comes through already having a sense of safety and trust. And I think those are key words. So let's say um, recently I sent an email out to my list. These are people who know me, who trust me, who, you know, followed me over the years And I let them know that I'm writing this book and that I'm offering some three couples coaching. And five couples have already responded. Lovely. Yeah. And, but they know me. Mm -hmm. They already know me. I mean, I feel so incredibly honored. And I'm offering the free piece because they get the experience. I get more like recent new data for my book. Mm-hmm. Or in my book. So it's not just based on what's happened in the past. It's very current. And yes. post-pandemic, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like huge. So here are some of the typical, like I write this book to my ideal client as if I'm writing to one person. Yeah. And this person is early 60s, been in a relationship for a while. Just coming out of the pandemic, they've been living on top of each other, mm-hmm. working at home, taking care of old, you know, aging family at home. Um, they can't wait to get away from each other. Like they can barely find 15 minutes a week just to be together and, you know, sex. And now I also, in my book, I completely redefine sex, but in the sort of patriarchal or the you know the cultural norm sex is like penis and vagina intercourse just saying so they're not having that right now Mm -hmm. but they're not having connection they're not having cuddling they're not having side by side side just enjoying each other's company time it's gone yeah and oftentimes the woman in the couple is experiencing like postmenopausal dryness you know, she's not climaxing. She Mm -hmm. thinks there's something wrong with her. She thinks it's all over. And, and, you know, if it's a heterosexual couple, the, the man, the male partner might be experiencing a change in his ability of his, you know, his penis or cock, if I can use that word to get it up, like the trouble with erection, prostate Mm -hmm. issues. And then of course, all of this translates across the board for same sex trans, but in this call, I'm going to talk more just hetero, just to keep it simple. So that's kind of a sense of what, where they are. And they may be at this point where they either just, they're just settled on being, you know, friends, or maybe they're, they really just, they are thinking of, you know, separating. 
Yeah. So when somebody comes and they're like, you know, either she's having some issues and I want to call them technical issues. All right. So if she's having vaginal dryness or painful intercourse or, or those things, or he's having erectile dysfunctional issues, those kinds of things. Um, I don't know that the, the, those physical mechanical things are addressable in coaching. Am I, am I wrong? Well, I address it. And one of the things I do in addressing it is I take off the table the idea that there's anything broken and needs to be fixed. Lovely. Yes. Mindset for sure. Yeah. Nothing's and broken. I had, I had a dry vagina. Yeah. I know that place. And I didn't, you know, it wasn't, I mean, I don't know about the freaking, I don't, I take diagnoses off the table too. I respect mm -hmm. the, the person, the experience that they're describing to me, mm -hmm. the physical experience of it, the emotional repercussions but I don't label it and I don't consider anything broken because, you know, sexuality is magical mm -hmm. and it has its own ebbs and flows and its own life and its own aliveness. And it varies from moment to moment, couple to couple and within the couple, it can shape shift. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so if a woman is having trouble climaxing and I say climaxing as opposed to having an orgasm, because in my world, I talk about orgasm is this flow of energy that runs through the whole body from head mm -hmm. to toe. It's not just, you know, when you ejaculate or your clitoris, you know, your, your vagina contracts and you have a climax. It's much bigger than that. So when a woman says, I don't orgasm or I don't climax, I say, no problem. It's like, let's go deeper down under that and see if we can help you connect with your sensual nature. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see what happens. And one of the um, agreements the couples make with me in the beginning is to take intercourse off the table. Just put it aside. We're just going to wait on that for now. And another thing they do is I ask them to take goals off the table no expectations, no goals. Your interactions are not intended to go anywhere. They're intended to be explorations in sensation. I can see that taking pressure off of that part of the relationship immediately. Big time. Yeah. And it also brings up a lot of resistance. Mm -hmm. Because they, they might have gotten to this habit of having perfunctory sex. So that mm. one or at least one partner feels, you know, you know, some sort of sense of relief or release. Yeah. And the other partner just goes along with it, even they don't want to. So, I mean, everything I do with the couples brings up resistance. So resistance is something we address right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I work very mindfully with my clients and very much in the moment. So, um, and I say, you know, if resistance is, isn't coming up, we're probably not doing the right thing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. We're on the right track. I'm like, I'm not going there. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And what other ways do you help people? Because I do know that you, you mentioned we're coming out of this pandemic and, 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 and I heard somebody recently, I think it was Dr. Pat on a radio show up here in Seattle, who said, we're in this slow moving natural disaster that's been going on for years now. You know, oh. and, and we're not even seeing the result of all the PTSD and anxiety and stress disorders that are coming out of this. And it's been an enormously stressful time where we went through political upheaval 
And in the middle of that, we added on a pandemic and then all this other stuff and now inflation and now gas, and blah, 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 on and on oh, and on. And the shootings in the, oh. I mean, the, it's like the world is, shall we say, falling apart. Well, I'm hoping that it falls back together in a much better way. Well, <laughs> yeah, in my, um, from my spiritual perspective, yeah. I think we're on the same page here. The old structures are falling away. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're making they're a new. lot of noise on the way down. Yeah. Right. And so that's yeah. actually an, ex- that's kind of like the macrocosm of the microcosm, which can be, you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, you could say, I mean, I'm just, I'm just ripping you. I'm just following what comes to me at the yeah. open head. So what can I do? Um, I would say the ways things are falling apart in the relationship are an inner expression of what's going on out there. And we're all impacted. Yeah. 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 Good so point. I, I'm, I have a very positive take on that. It's like, what if you allow, and I don't always say this to all my couples because it depends on who's in front of me, but mm-hmm. what if you trust that what's falling apart needs to go, needs to go and make space for something more genuine, more enlivened, more innocent, more open, more surrendered, and more delicious than anything you've experienced before. Now, I don't usually say that to people because they're not really ready to hear that. I'm just kind of saying that between you and me. Um, That's what I'm holding. I'm like, boom, can I get a mic drop? Need we say anything else? Like the letting go of what doesn't serve us. The old ideas, the old, you know, well, we have sex on Thursday nights and we have it this way. Every like letting go of of the rigidity, opening yeah. the door for a deliciousness that we have no clue of how deep that can be yet. I love I love that. You're amazing. Now, I want you listening out there to make sure that you look at today's show notes and get Linda's contact information because you are gonna want to talk to her. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. For sure. Um, and, wanna, and yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna say let's talk more about what you do. Okay. So I just want to say when clients come to me, they don't even know that this is a possibility. They're just mm-hmm. they're in pain. So I address them where they are, the pain that they're experiencing right here, right now. Right. Just saying. And then you and I know what's possible. And I'm just holding, gently holding the space so they can discover that for themselves, because that's the only way it's ever going to land. So one of the things I do with my couples is I, I wind way back, like back in, oh my gosh, a long time ago. One of the first things I studied was something called sensory awareness, um, which developed our, I would say it impacted somatic experiencing, which is a body-based therapy that's been absolutely radically amazing. Well, sensory awareness was this practice that I learned when I was in my early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, that helped me drop into my body. I had no idea how disembodied I was. And I, I have love of the body in my conscious earth in, you know, human design. So you either are in it or you're completely out of it. So I was out of my body. And in the learning of the sensory awareness, I learned how to enter into my body and experience sensation and nuance like, like a little infant, like a child, like go all the way back before the conditioning, before 
all that stuff came in that shut you down. So I bring that piece to my couples. So when we start, one of the first things we do is that we create safety Mm -hmm. where they know that they can trust each other. They set aside a certain amount of time a week. It might be 20 minutes twice a week. It's not a lot, but they set up parameters to create safety that they can trust and rely on each other to be there. Um, and, And then we also work with communication, ways of communicating. And human design is one of the tools I use to help them communicate in a way that they really feel heard and the other person feels, you know, received, you know, what we're talking about. I do. That is so, so powerful. And just really quickly, like I am designed very differently than my husband. Okay. We're really, really different that way. And now that I understand him and how he communicate, how he's designed to communicate. He's a one, three. Okay. He's, he's an investigator. He's a martyr. He's a this, you know, and he's, here's why that won't work. And I always felt that to be like, he's dismissing me in my opinions. When I say something, he, he's like showing me why that's not going to work. Right. But that's not true. That that's prior conditioning. And that's, you know, well, you don't like me or something. No, it's not. When I understand how I'm designed and how he's designed, the communication barriers that we had are gone. And now he understands just enough of human design languaging that I can go, oh, that's your one at work, isn't it? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, no problem. Keep going. I want to hear more about what your investigator is oh, thinking about. So you see sweet. how that came together? So yeah. even if you don't understand human design, if you understand that some of us need more information and some of us just need to experience and how can you bring those things together through human design has a huge impact on the communication part that builds that trust, right? That person's not trying to hurt me or disagree with me or, or say what I, you know, or or what I have to say. Right. You're not arguing. You're expressing who you are authentically through your design. And it's like, if I can encourage him to do that, then we get places. If I resist it, we get the friction, we get the mistrust and the misunderstanding, right? You see how I get all lit up my man, Jen energy. I'm bumping around in my chair. I'm like, this is so exciting. (laughs) And so key. So when we take people into that safety, into the safe place, we hold a sacred space for each other. Yeah. The things that become possible from there, the sky's the limit, right? You're so good at this, Linda. <laughs> well, you're so good at this. And this, like, this, what's happening here between us. Yeah. It's like, I'm getting all these ideas from my book <laughs> mm-hmm. because I'm writing it. It's not written yet. So here's another, like, so there's creating safety, setting guidelines. Yeah. And then, you know, we take sex off. We take intercourse off the table and we, depending on the couple, we may even just take any genital contact off the table. Where's the fun in that, Linda? <laughs> well, then, then I guide them through these practices, these sensory awareness practices, where they learn how to be together in stillness and breath and connection. And they learn how to touch each other with this incredible sense of wonder and curiosity oh, and exploration it. and play. Yes. With no goal, no outcome, no anywhere we're trying to get, we're just being there. I'll tell you, I have couples do these like totally PG 13 exercises together and they come back the next week and they're turned on. Yeah. 
So the sex, you know, we then we take this capacity to meet oneself and your partner with this open-ended, wide-eyed <gasps> curiosity. And then you take that into step-by-step step, genital contact, maybe just breasts or just the back or just, and then you keep, so you keep adding on and adding on and adding on. And by that point, it's like everything's lit up. And then of course mm -hmm. the genital comes in, but, and there's so much that can be done before any penetration. And then one of the, and this may be book two, I'm realizing I may have book A, book one book, two book, two, maybe the advanced sexual practice. Well, I can see a whole series coming from I you. know. Um, yeah, for sure. But one of the things that I learned that the, the female gendered people can learn is that you do not invite or allow penetration until your pussy is totally lit up and just yes. pulling it in just wet and juicy and ready. Otherwise, it's no go. It's your it's your body is telling you everything you need to know. You just have to listen. Yes. And we can get so disconnected from how we feel. And I loved that you said the open minded curiosity. Being a beautiful place to explore from, because when we're in an open minded, curious state, this is where I try to take all of my coaching clients that I'm working with. We eliminate judgment. Self-judgment or judgment of the others. You know, is it big enough? Is it long enough? Is it fat enough? Is it wet enough? Is it tight enough? Is it like, just stop. Like, let's explore what really is yeah. from this open, open-hearted, open-minded curiosity. And I love mm. how you're helping people get into their body because when we have stress and anxiety and world events and everything going on, we can get in our head and in our worry and in our fear. Mm -hmm. And being able to just calmly let that go and we step into that space of curiosity, amazing things are possible from that space. Yeah. And I want to even say to what you just said, stepping into the space, you don't even have to let the other go. It just happens. Yeah. It lets go of you. Mm. Like when you find you, you genuinely are interested and in paying attention in the moment to what you're experiencing there's no room for that mind to be going as i know you know yeah that's and, why i uh, love gardening oh uh, yeah it's all it's just me and gaia just, it's me and the earth oh yeah beautiful it is i had a thought come through and then then it left so maybe it'll come back around it was around i get i just am loving this conversation a whole lot and i love getting in touch with yourself and how you feel and, and opening the conversation about sex without shame and without blame and no judgment and just embodying who you are. And man, the releasing judgment, if we can do that, even just a little bit, softening into, well, why don't I stop judging at least, you know, this thing today, maybe not everything all at once, but it, as a process of deconditioning and of letting go and of then being able to open and to open and be ready to not just sex, but experience life at a whole nother level. Yeah. I see you nodding your head and your eyes are like, hell yes. <laughs> That's the stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, when I learned and started to drop into my body through these practices, 
I started to smell things, sense things, feel things. I could feel the air in my skin. It's like our capacity to sense is just so mind blowing. What mind blowing is an interesting word, but it's infinite. It is infinite. infinite. And so that's, you know, my hope is that they start to tap into that, you know, and I don't know if it will be the first book or the second book, you know, I'll bring in some Tantra practices where you work with scent and smell and, you know, you add to touch. There's so many other pieces you can bring in that enhance the touch and the sensuality and the turn on. Yeah. Now, Linda, do you work with the arrows in the chart? Do you know what your strongest sense is? No, I don't. I oh. don't work with the arrows and I don't have the Dude, <laughs> Dude. maybe and you can help me yes, with that. Yes, I'm gonna, I would love to. And um, I know my own and I know that the variables, the arrows on your chart that are next to the head on Jovian Archive point different directions, oh, okay? Yes. In those arrows, as you dig through the layers and they're very deep, this is where human design goes, 20,000 leagues under the earth deep. My strongest sense is smell. And we can play now. I can smell a liar at 100 yards. Mm-hmm. I can smell where the money is. I can smell which foods are the best for me. Mm-hmm. And so, when you step into learning your variable and you you grab your strongest sense, and you can get that through genetic matrix, it will tell you your strongest sense. Okay. Just in a report, you don't have to learn everything there is about variables, but it'll give you that strongest sense. And I think what an amazing key to mm. sensuality, because I'm kind of wondering if yours is touch. Yeah. Because you're, you're so sensual, so open, so is like what's available, like we all have all of the senses and we can deepen them all. But I think our strongest one may help lead to opening yeah. the door to this That's deeper sense. Fantastic. And I, I will look that up with genetic matrix. I mean, I yeah. know I have love of the body in my conscious earth mm-hmm. and I have the cross of healing. So I get that I'm very body-based because I yeah. have a gate 45. And I'm intrigued with what you just said, because this could be a great tool for, for all my clients. Absolutely. And, are. and again, you don't have to go through all of the in-depth training about the variables, those arrows on the mm-hmm. chart. You mm-hmm. can go to Gymnatic Matrix and print out the report and it will show you. And it's also going to show you which environments you thrive in the most. Mm-hmm. Yes. It'll, I'm it, and, that. you know, really when we eat, um, it's like, I'm a direct light person and my husband is indirect. And it's like, I swear he's never hungry until the sun goes down and I need to eat three times a day, yeah, smaller yeah. meals. And so when, when you're pu- doing a push shove about what to eat, when to eat, where to eat and how to eat, um, this, it just shows, look, I'm designed this way and you're designed that way. And so let's have one meal together and then I'll take care of myself the rest of the time or whatever, how you how you come together. And it's, it's really, it's an amazing doorway into more depth about who you are, where you're going, what's best for you. And really the strongest sense when it comes to sex, I think if, if we know that about each other, like I need you to take a shower. Okay. And I need you to brush you your need, teeth. You need to smell really good for me. And then I need to s- smell your arousal. I need you. Right. And for you, it may be, I need, 
to have my hands on you, or I need to just stand close enough to feel your energy without you actually touching me and have this beautiful mm-hmm. energy connection so that mm-hmm. I can get connected before we go deeper. And it's just an amazing tool. And I know that's going to be your next book, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know I'm an energetic, so touch on and off the body, but I'm very, I, I'm very familiar with this piece of Jovian. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this is one of the amazing things about human design. It's kind of like endless. There's just so yeah. much we can learn here. Yeah. And I'm not, um, <sighs> I don't think I will ever know everything that there is to know about human design. I think this is something that we'll continue to work with and deepen and learn more about as, as time goes on. And I started with my defined head and mind with the, you know, Ra's book. Like I did just, yeah, you started first, with a right? little tiny lightweight <laughs> book. Yeah. <laughs> It weighs 80 pounds. I know. Like I had to double reinforce my bookcase. Yes. And, and that's where I started, you know, and you may start with, I want to know what my strongest sense is. Like we, we come to it when, when we're ready from any number of a trillion possibilities in human design that leads us deeper, deeper into this. We come to it the way that we're wired to come to it. We do. And, you know, I just want to take a moment and appreciate your openness and your willingness to talk about sexuality and sex and some of the things that a lot of us just have trouble talking about. Mm. Just want to appreciate you for that because not everybody is comfortable talking on this topic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have to say, Laura, I, it's just such a good reminder. I love talking about sex. So I guess that's an indication of something. It just, Hmm. I I get turned on talking about sex and and I'm not really talking about sex in that old paradigm of sex. I'm talking about connection and juice and real contact and, you know, the possibilities (laughs) that we don't even know we have. Yeah, I know. And I thank you for saying that because it's just who I am, but it, it's, it's not everyone for sure. No, yeah. but you no. know what? I'm not for everyone. We talked about that before we started recording today and some people are super drawn to me and some people are repelled by me and, and that's not my business. Yeah. I got nothing, you know, that's yeah. none of my business, what other, how other people react to me and my business is to be me. We both know that. And yeah. I'm a projector with a 5-2 profile. And just very roughly, for those of you who know or don't know, when you have a 5, people project onto you. They can be attracted to you or they can project a story onto you that they don't like and be repelled or attracted to you. Yeah. But also, 5s are, are very flirtatious. And I also have the gate of provocation. So I can also... <laughs> It's just easy for me to be provocative. Oh, I see that. I you you're just lighting up my whole computer screen. I'm gonna. I don't know. We're gonna have to have a cigarette when we're done. <laughs> yeah. And it's no, I don't like, recommend smoking. It's like it's so innocent. It's like I I I don't. It's not deliberate. It just is. It's just it's how our energy flows. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know that sacral energy is so powerful. You know what? Let's just get y'all tuned in to to the sacral center, which is a great place. And, you know, that's the first thing I look at when I'm doing a human design reading for somebody. Are they defined or undefined in the sacral? And it's kind of that's the thing that that I'm drawn to the most. It's it's do you have consistent energy or is it coming and going? And that's like and, and people can kind of relate to that. Oh, yeah. You know what? I can do one project in a day. But if I try to do three, 
I'm down. Right. And so it's a, it's a beautiful place to start. And if you haven't gotten your chart yet, get one, contact Linda, contact me. We'll get one for you if you don't know how, and man, either one of us would be happy to work with you. And, and, and with that, let's segue into, um, do you have a program offering or do you want to talk more about books that you have available or will have available? And um, let's have your promotion. Is what okay. I'm so this is my current promotion. If you are a couple and if you are a couple who is struggling and you're feeling like you've lost that connection and you aren't having sex and you just are done, you know, you're just fed up with each other. I am still offering three free coaching sessions and they're, well, they're probably not 60 minutes. They're probably going to be 75 minutes. And um, I work with you, you work with each other. What happens in the session is confidential and it's also fuel to inspire my book. Thank you very much. Um, and if you're interested, you can contact me. I'll give the email in a moment. But And then we set up an interview because honestly, a, a bunch of people have already responded. Um, but I, um, I still have some openings and then I'll start a waiting list. So that's my current offer. I mean, you're welcome to have me run your chart or have Laura run your chart and I can send you a book for that. But my most current and most turned on offer is this one. The turned on offer is free coaching. Are you kidding me? Contact Linda, get her session. She's lovely. She holds a space that is open and non-judgmental, and she'll talk to you about the stuff that's hard to talk about. And I'm like, seriously, free coaching, take advantage of this offer. I'm going to put a link at the, on the show notes today that you can click and get in touch with Linda so that you can, you can take advantage of that offer. One more question for you. Is there anything that we did not cover today that you're feeling is important to share with us? That is such a good question. And I'm not feeling that I'm, I'm not sensing we missed anything. I feel like this was very full and we covered a lot of juicy material. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. So you're saying that feels complete for us today then. Yeah. I love it, Linda. I am so glad that you reminded me that we had a podcast to do because this has been um, an amazing conversation and one that was long overdue, I think, for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you you so much for being here. Be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon, my friends. You can find out more information about me at laurajadair.com. You're going to find all my coaching program details and offerings that are designed to help you love yourself just a little bit more today so you can get on with loving the life you already have. Until next time, my friends, be so very good to yourself.